0: It is good to see you all here. It is good to be together. I suspect that we will even find that being quiet together in the same community is better than being quiet at a distance online. I want to begin with a passage from a little book I commend to you. It's entitled, Into the Silent Land. You'll find it on the library's display of books that are appropriate for quiet day. And I wanna read a particular passage to you. What stage am I in? How far have I progressed? Whatever progress in prayer is supposed to mean It certainly doesn't work like that. This is something Thomas Merton pointed out toward the end of his life. He said, In prayer we discover what we already have. You start from where you are, and you deepen what you already have, and you realize you are already there. We already have everything, but we don't know it and don't experience it. Everything has been given to us in Christ. All we need is to experience what we already possess. Laird goes on, There is nothing that separates us from this depthless depthless depth whose ground is God. Paradoxically, however, this is only seen to be the case after crossing threshold after threshold. The present moment is a gateless gate opening onto a pathless path. Such are the paradoxes and riddles that pave the path of prayer. We have all really been through it in the last year and a half, two years. We have all faced the trials that have come with this difficult time that we live in. Some of us have lost people that we know and love to the pandemic. That is a far deeper loss than an academic year of distance learning. We have all, whatever our political stripes, navigated a tumultuous season of our civic life, and it is not over. Nor is the pandemic over, though we seem to be moving, however, haltingly in the right direction. And the challenges around climate and the social and cultural challenges to being church and on and on, these are trying times. Though with our privilege, we are wise to remember that there are many in the world and right around us, by virtue of the color of their skin or economic status or ethnicity or migrancy or marginality have already been under the stress and dislocation that some of us have come to know in the last couple of years. Even so, even so, these are trying times for all of us. In the face of this cascade of crises, some of them continuing and deep, there is nothing more natural for us to be looking for things to move, for things to be better. We're looking for change, for progress. We're looking for wider public health, greater political civility, more impact on the climate problems. There is probably none of us in this room who is not waiting, restless at some level, for something to give an overcoming, a resolution, a win. We're looking to move ahead, move on, move better, move to a new normal that will hopefully be a steady normal. Our sense that things need to be different is like a steady hum in our ears right now. And we are longing to be in a different place. Then if you are in seminary, working on formation, and hearing about formation, and talking about formation, and trying to figure out what formation is, then you're double-wired for things to be on the move. You are thinking about changing, development, growth, being somewhere else. In this context, of this very understandable general restlessness and casting about for a better way, I want to offer you a very simple invitation today. I invite you on this quiet day to do something different than look for movement, for change, for remedy, for development, I invite you to live in this day, to abide this day in this truth. You are beloved. You are beloved. Just as you are, Just in the midst of things as they are, you are beloved. You are fine right now. God is with you. God is in you. In every fiber of your being, every cell of your body, abide in this. You are now beloved. Before you master the skills, before you write the book, before you get candidacy or the call or the job, before you preach the sermon, before you receive your Midler letter, before you drop anything else into your portfolio, Before we solve the climate crisis, whether we solve the climate crisis, aside from whether the politics calm down, no matter when the boosters come, you are beloved, as you are. No place to go, no need to be other than where and who you are. Now, surely some of you will want to say, but discipleship is a striving, a seeking, a counting the cost and leaving the nets behind and following Jesus on the way. And surely it is. Surely it is both an abiding and a going. But I have a hunch based on my own experience. That the seeking only becomes a finding if the very first step of the journey begins already in this heart knowledge. We are always already beloved. Only when you know you are already home can you leave home and sing along the way. I want to reread the passage I began with and hope that Thomas Merton of Blessed Memory and Martin Laird would both accept as a friendly amendment, a slight change to the passage where they're speaking of prayer I want to expand it to be the Christian life. Listen again. What stage am I in? How far have I progressed? Whatever progress in Christian life is supposed to mean, it certainly doesn't work like that. This is like something. Thomas Merton pointed out toward the end of his life. In Christian life, we discover what we already have. You start from where you are, and you deepen what you already have, and you realize you are already there. We already have everything, but we don't know it and don't experience it. Everything has been given to us, In Christ all we need is to experience what we already possess Laird again there is nothing that separates us from this depthless depth whose ground is God paradoxically however this is only seen to be the case after crossing threshold after threshold. The present moment is a gateless gate opening onto a pathless path. Such are the paradoxes and riddles that pave the path of Christian life. I will think out loud a little more at the Eucharist at the end of our quiet day about the relationship between these things, between knowing you have always already arrived and setting out to go. But because it is always so much easier, especially in the time we find ourselves, to find ourselves wanting and to worry about tomorrow. It is this call I give you to abide in today. You are beloved. Not beloved if, not beloved but, not beloved however you are now beloved of God. Give yourself permission today to breathe and rest easy for a bit. Let yourself drop the tension from your muscles a little, maybe a lot. And abide in this truth that you are beloved. Take it into spiritual direction or pray on it Or take it on a walk in the labyrinth or a walk down the lane. Let something go in the rite of reconciliation. Let God speak of God's love to you in Scripture. Whatever practice you take up today, take it up knowing you are already there because God and you are beloved. Don't make this day a task. Open your hands. Listen for God. Let it come. You are enough. You have enough. There will be enough. This glorious divine gift, I invite you to rest in this day. Beloved, Go in peace, abide in peace, and give thanks.